0: Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffitt, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way today we are talking to Corey Smith she teaches at Curtis Junior High School in uh, Puget Sound area, Tacoma area um, as the eighth and ninth grade band director at Curtis Junior High. she's just completed a semester of interim director at Pierce College she serves as our mountain region president on the WMEA board in Washington. Let me just say thank you very much for serving our state in that role um, she's also a newly the newly appointed director of Highline Community Symphonic Band is the high brass coach for Tacoma Wind Philharmonic. And she's also a member of several other other um, high quality ensembles around the Puget Sound area. So she is a rising star, just busting out of here. And um, I'm very, very grateful for you being here today with us, Corey. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much for having me and for that lovely introduction. Oh,
0: yes. I love I love to brag about the people on here. It's so cool. I'm so excited to see all the things people do. So what Cora is going to talk to us today, she's going to share three tips that have really helped her rehearse more effectively, be more aware of what's going on around in uh, the classroom, and... Make better music with her students um, through through a few things she has done, and they've been intentional. And she's really liked the results that she's gotten by doing this. And so, you know, when you have some good results, we want to share those. So, before we jump in and tell everybody your three tips and the like, let's sort of set the scene. Corey, tell us a little bit about your journey for becoming a music educator, or band director. Why why are you in this this life?
1: Well, uh, working backwards, I love students, I love music, I love teaching, and I love teaching students music. So it's it's been a consistent love throughout my entire life, and it continues to be, and I hope it always is. Um, I was lucky enough to be adopted when I was nine months old, and my parents quickly found out that music was something that was going to be really important for me, from fantastic kid tunes in the car to musicals growing up to we had a fantastic steel drum band and elementary music program where I grew up in the Tri-Cities. And then when fifth grade came around, our music teacher asked us, who wants to be in band? And I didn't even really know what band was, but it had something to do with music. So immediately my hand shot up and I was just destined to be a trumpet player. Went through the whole thing, drum major two years out of the foreign high school, um, kind of at a drum major camp sitting around a campfire with Scott Reese and all these other drum majors, just had this moment of clarity, like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. So that was around junior year, which is the perfect time to get a plan going. I wound up at the University of Montana and again was drum major three out of the four years. I loved working in the Missoula County Public School system with the students while I was in college and then had my first job there. I've just been incredibly lucky to be surrounded by colleagues that are passionate that are collaborative that are innovative and I feel like that's been inspirational and just helped me kind of define success for myself and pass that
0: passion on to the students that's a cool story I love that I love that so um we all aspire to have effective rehearsals and to be like focused on what's going on in our classroom and not the email that we have to answer to the angry parent. And um, we want to help our students be the best music makers they can be. So the things that you're going to talk about today um, are some steps that you took to help you get there. So like, was this like, when you walked out of college, you're like, I'm going to make these things happen. Or did you get to a point that you had to develop some strategies? Like, did you have a reason for becoming a badass at this?
1: Oh, um, I I think eventually there became a point where I got quite busy. I mean, you read a laundry list of my roles, and it's just so easy to let your mind think about the to do list. Of what do I have to do next? What didn't I get done? How am I going to spend my prep? What needs? What are we good having for dinner? Like it could be personal life or life, and I just started to realize, like, wow, I that wasn't my best rehearsal or oh, I could have given more. I feel badly for the students who didn't get to make their best music today. That's on me. I set the environment. I'm the captain of the ship. And so it was, it was maybe a couple of years old that I really started getting into tennis and I've always been a tennis fan. And I, I what I wasn't expecting, what was a really fun surprise was how many parallels between tennis and my job I wound up finding. I like it because it's actively and it's active both mentally and physically. There's a really great mix of fundamental elements from the strokes, the serves, the patterns of the play with that live in the moment decision and the surprises and all that sports magic. And I mean, that's exactly like good music making. There's Scales and arpeggios and harmonic chord progressions and rhythms and all these patterns that we teach through fundamentals. And then it's all of that flexibility and emotion and nuance that come out of live music making. It's we're a living, breathing art form, which is so spontaneous, but it's built around those fundamentals. I love that I'm not in charge of my tennis leagues that I play in. I play in five different leagues. I just get to be an engaged, fully committed participant. But what that lets me do is it lets me watch our captains from a different perspective. I love being a part of organizations where the leaders are passionate and knowledgeable. That's like my favorite two punch combo is passion and knowledge. And so I just, it's a constant reminder of what it feels like to be in a band where the conductor is fully committed and ready to go. So I like that aspect of it too. Um the endorphins, builds so much
0: trust, doesn't it? When you're absolutely. ready. absolutely.
1: Yeah. And that trust is essential for, Being mindful and making great music. I like the endorphins, obviously. Um, It's a great brain break. It's one of the few moments that I'm not thinking about the to do list. So for me, it just playing tennis allows me to actively practice being present. Because if you're not present while you're playing a sport like that, you will lose the point, the game set or the match. So the feedback is instantaneous. And I started to notice that by using some of the tricks I use on the court, I'm able to just be a better rehearser.
0: Awesome. Parallels. I really, I really think that you outlined them in a different way than, you know, I, yeah, than I had seen them or thought of them before. So I appreciate that. So you've got some three specific tips you wanted to bring to us today. Let's start with the first one. Tell us about evaluating without judgment.
1: That phrase evaluate without judgment uh, came from the inner game of tennis. And I think for so much of my life, it was evaluation with a lot of judgment and some shame and some just all these negative emotions that we would never do to our students, but for whatever reason, many of us do to ourselves. And so instead of berating myself, if I miss a point, it could be like, what actually went wrong? Oh, I didn't move my feet. Oh, I took my eye off the ball. Oh, I didn't follow through with my racket. Oh, it twisted in my hand, just making really specific Notes. And so when I assume that the kids are trying their best and a mistake happens, it's a good reminder that, like, there is no judgment. They're doing, there's something missing in their knowledge base, and it's my job to help them fix it. And so that just keeps everything really surface level. It also allows me to model for them how to teach themselves because I ultimately want independent musicians. And so by modeling how we handle mistakes, how we improve, how we analyze and support our peers if something's happening and on the other edge of the coin, how we can celebrate victories and like be a community and celebrate those wins. It's just it takes a lot of pressure off. I think this generation with social media has a lot more stress (laughs) than we did growing up because everything's recorded somewhere. Everything is documented. Like I would be a stressed mess, too though it's just that idea of be a goldfish 10 second memory it's not personal it's just a skill that we're all working on and we'll get better so i like that idea of being analytical but clinical it's
0: not personal i do too it's a very fresh very fresh perspectives i love this all right talk to us about your second one
1: the second Uh, tip I have is inspired by John Wooden, famous basketball coach, most notably his 12 years at UCLA. And he's famous for many things, not just his pyramid, but he, the style in which he instructed or corrected was very specific and succinct and just follows this process of try, analyze, try again, analyze. It's just that constant. There's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of Um, Just minute fixes so that their brain can really concentrate on whether it's fixing a free throw or in my case, fixing a shot or a serve. And so just coming up with all these great one-liners makes your rehearsals more efficient, whether it's breathe in time, faster air, resonant release, pitch, like (laughs) eventually they'll start to learn your language and be able to, obviously at some point you have to give them the how, but once the how is established and you have that culture, then the one-liners can make for very efficient rehearsing.
0: And mm, thinking about those ahead of time, because you could certainly yes. <laughs> have a whole long list of those. <laughs> All right. Some great techniques we're talking about. And I can see how they will um these connections you're making. um, A lot of us have maybe thought about them on the surface, but this digging is is pretty helpful here. Before we get to your final tip, I want to invite our listeners to take a minute and think about how you can put some of these practices that we talk about here on Band Director Bootcamp into practice in your own life. Welcome Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90 day virtual boot camp a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job, but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at bandirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15 minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you. Get you signed up and embark on this wellness journey together because together we rise. All right, we are back with Corey Smith and we've got just a couple minutes here to circle back and ask her what her third um, third tip is for us on things that she has intentionally done that help make her rehearsals more effective help her keep her present with knowing and being more aware of what's going on and helping her students. Better, be better music makers. So we talked about evaluating with judgment and you talked about how you take uh, Wooden's, John Wooden's style of um, coaching and use that with students. And then your third one that we're going to talk about is your sticky note mantra. So, tell Yes, us about. the
1: sticky note mantra. That's probably the most tangible thing that I can suggest for directors who are also struggling with being present with making sure that they are fully aware and listening and tuned into their students during rehearsals. When I'm on the tennis court, I realized I was missing a lot of points on the return of serve. And every time I could trace it back to, I just wasn't concentrating. I wasn't focused. So I came up with a mantra of when my opponent is serving just to say, focused when they toss the ball, watch. And then when they hit the ball, play. So focus, watch play, which kind of goes back to the wooden style succinct instruction idea too. But in my band room, I came up with the music is here. And I just put that on the sticky note on the corner of my music stand, or I put it on my computer. If someone's talking to me in the office, cause that's an easy distraction too. No eyes on the student body turned. The music is here. You are the music. And so I just, there's so many kids, whether they share it with us or not, where band is the best part of their day. And that's always my goal is to make music the best part of the day. And in order to do that, I feel like I need to be there completely. So that's how I have solved it. It's just the reminder until it becomes a habit. And sometimes, some parts of the year, I need that reminder more than others. So the sticky note can shift its location, but for me, it's just the reminders help create the habits that we want to be permanent.
0: And having played tennis since since you were so young, this seems like it was a pretty natural process for you. You probably didn't have to hit some rock bottom where your classes were total chaos before you came to this. It doesn't sound like.
1: I don't think I can count any total chaos days near chaos (laughs) (laughs) earlier in the earlier in the career, but um, yeah, the the tennis journey didn't, didn't quite start when I was a little kid. It's only been the last couple of years where it's been more serious, which has been nice because it's the past couple of years where I feel like my ensembles have, have made some really good music.
0: Yeah, and the um, you know just something you've touched on that many of our guests have touched on, and we can't say it enough, is you have an interest that's outside of your music that that you so that you're not just music band directing all the time. How come you think that's important?
1: Oh, it's incredibly important. The pandemic illuminated how strongly my identity is tied to being a band director um, because of how strongly I felt like completely disassociated or lost even. And so it also provided that impetus to really dig deep and realize, you know, you actually love a lot of things. You like to read, you like to go hit tennis balls. You like all of these other things. Delve into that. We don't know if a pandemic's going to happen again. We just have to be whole people to have that balance and balance doesn't mean 50, 50 balance can mean like how we, like how we tune chords. At different times of the year, there's going to be a different tonic, whether it's family or the job or tennis. (laughs) And the third will be a little less, the fifth, the seventh. So I always think in terms of musical balance rather than equality. (laughs) Absolutely. We need we need other things. It just helps fill your cup so you can provide more.
0: Yeah, and I went through a long phase as a high school band director where band was my identity in my life, and I expected it to be for the students, and that's a quick way to burn your students out. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it, we if we model those kind of healthy things, it's it's good for them to see well-roundedness, right?
1: Exactly, it helps us wow. connect to more kids too if we have more interests.
0: Well, Corey, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing such really clear examples of of um, these connections that you make between different things and how it pays off in your classroom and the like thank you so much for having me oh yeah so corey smith uh, from WMEA's board and really just want another plug for, for that service that she provides to, to our state special here. I want to thank her and to thank all you listeners for joining us on Band Director Bootcamp. You are making a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music education every day. The work you do matters and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to make your life a little easier.